today's Diana Prince is Courtney Boyer. Courtney is a relationship and sexuality expert. She is the founder of Courtney Boyer Coaching, and she is also the author of Not Tonight, Honey, Why Women Don't Want Sex and What We Can Do About It. Courtney believes that we can reclaim our power through our sexuality. She helps her clients infuse passion and creativity into their lives by helping them uncover what's preventing them from connecting with their priorities and purpose. So today we're going to talk to Courtney about sex. Hey, thank you for joining me on Diana Prince to talk about this really complicated topic, sex. Yes, I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Thing I even thought of sex having a connection to how we come across in the world. Oh, I'm in my 50s. Oh, so uh, if we could just go into that, that would be wonderful. Oh, absolutely. So I, th I think the first thing I want to do, because um, connecting sexuality and power, mm -hmm. I've never put those two things together. So you, know, you walk us through that. Yes. So uh, especially for women, I think that what we don't realize is that so much of our personal power is connected to our sexuality. So um, I don't know if you're familiar with the chakra system, but in the, the chakra system, it, the, the traditional seven center, your sacral chakra, that's your second one. That's like your womb space that is associated with sexuality, sensuality, pleasure, inspiration, uh, fear, and creativity. And so, so much of that contributes to how we walk through this world, the work that we do, and our ability to show up confidently, essentially. So I find that the more connected a woman is to her pleasure, and not necessarily just sexual pleasure, but just her pleasure in general, the more powerful she feels and the more able she is to tap into her purpose and show up in a more confident way. Okay, good. Well, here's, I'm going to give you my, my okay. backstory there a little bit, because I grew up though, in a family where we really didn't talk about sex. Actually, I, I got a, when I was 10 years old, I got a 10 year, I got a newster, mm -hmm. didn't know where she came, where she yeah. came from, just kind of appeared. Went to the store. <laughs> Sisters are and thanks to religion, uh, my place in the world was basically you know, the inherent evil of a, of a woman and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. that's where I come from. So when I think of power and sex, um, in, in my 20s, I had to change you know, my whole value system when it mm -hmm. came to sex. And I had to own my sexuality in a certain way, in a different way. And that was just giving me my, myself permission to enjoy it to talk about it with my girlfriend, to go out and seek it you know, and, and try not to feel guilty about it. And I say try because you know, there's always, regardless when you have a foundation, you know, your foundation always kind of brings that little bit of uh, your, the foundation of your values always kind of creeps in. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was always kind of a challenge for me um, to, to own my sexuality in that way. So I never looked at it as a sense of power of, of what I can bring into work mm -hmm. and other things. And I think that's what you dive into in, in your book. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's first talk about one thing. I, I think my key question in giving you that background is like women who are have that level of guilt with their, with sex period. How does one, even when they break that pattern, how does one deal with that guilt? Is there a way to deal with it? Or is that just uh, the nature of, of what it is? Yeah, I think one that your story is like so many women uh, that I've that I've worked with over the years. So you're absolutely not alone, uh, especially those who grew up religiously like I did. Uh, there is such a power in sexual shame and that mm -hmm. baggage that it just it's really hard to 
let go of that on your own. And so I encourage people if they can to work with somebody who knows how to work through that sexual baggage. Um, so your, your question is yes, absolutely you can, it is not something that you are stuck with for the rest of your life, but it is something that will require you to intentionally work through. So if you want to completely go 180 from, if you grew up in a, let's say a very conservative, religious, oppressive environment sexually to somewhere where you feel it's sex positive, it's celebrated, it's it's enjoyed, you feel empowered, that requires intention and that requires mm -hmm. a plan. So think of it like a map, like you want to get from point A to point B, you need to figure out right that path. It just doesn't magically, you don't magically transport, unfortunately. And so that's why one of the things I, I do in the book is I help people to understand what some of those roadblocks along their path is and why it's not so easy for them to just flip a switch and be like, oh, of course, I want sex. Yay. It's great. I love it. There, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an examination of like, oh, these are all of the, like the things that I've been carrying for so long. And of course I ha haven't been interested in sex. Of course I feel like there's something wrong with me, but yes, the first step is being aware, like self-awareness. Where am I at? Where, where have I been? What are the messages that I've received? And then asking, where do I want to go? Like, what does that end goal look like for me? And for a lot of women, they just want to feel free. Like they want to feel yeah. liberated. They want to feel empowered. And so great. Okay. There's lots of different ways to get there. One of the ways, and I talk about this in the book is to give yourself permission so that release it, drop it so that you can start to walk on that path. It doesn't mean it's going to magically go away, but every day you choose yourself and you believe that you are deserving of pleasure and good things. It gets you closer and closer to that ultimate goal. Got it. Got it. So let's then dive into the other thing that I, I really wanted to talk about is basically how you connect sexuality mm -hmm. to uh, owning your power, but not not in the sense that we just covered, but also in, in the workplace, in mm -hmm. achieving your goal and the woman who thinks that she can do it all. Um, so I'm going to just kind of segue into my 50s and uh, I... I had a great life in terms of reevaluating re my sexuality and, and, and trying to own up or own the, the fact that sex was pleasurable. But now I'm in my 50s and I'm, you know, that that's a whole other element of uh, complications there because you have a shifting libido. Um, and I definitely, at, a, at another point, I tell myself, okay, well, now I'm focusing on this second chapter of my life and there's a lot of work, there's a lot of things to do. And I know that you touch upon you know, the fact that women who think that they can do it all, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the times then that probably more of the reason I think that's you know, that may have been probably more of the reasons that they don't shift into um, being sexual or wanting sex. I think what I'm trying to say is we talk about, you know, we talk about um, not trying to do it all in many different ways, mm -hmm. but we don't address it with sex. Okay. So can you walk us through what is really happening when you are so hyper-focused on getting so many things done and loading up your calendar that you don't have the desire for sex? Got it. I think one of the things that we really need to look at before, like sex is kind of a symptom in mm -hmm. a way. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is we have not been taught to prioritize pleasure. And we've seen pleasure as a distraction or a reward. It is oh. never the path. Check. <laughs> okay. Well, now we're done. Glad we could get that figured yeah. out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, but we don't, we're, we're not aware that we're doing it. Correct. It, because no. society is so smart in getting us to be so preoccupied with achieving and doing and all of the things like, no, we don't got time to stop and smell the roses. We do yeah, not have time, have for, time for that. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that what I have seen is that the women that are the happiest are the ones that are most connected to the things that bring them pleasure. And that doesn't mean sex. For some people, sex isn't like the, and when I say sex, I don't just penis and vagina sex or like any like intercourse per se. I mean, any type of sexual act itself. So anything that would be considered sexual, kissing, touching, self-stimulation, anything. Uh, those are all considered sexual in my book. And we see this as so distracting and we've been raised to really distrust those desires because they lead us astray and they distract oh. us and they take us away from the important work. People can see my quote, my air quotes, the important work. <laughs> and so we become to have this really love hate relationship with pleasure. So no wonder sex is not a priority because that's, it is, it, it is a pleasurable experience. But when we don't see it that way, when we don't lay, lay our life with pleasurable things and incorporate joy and happiness and passion and excitement, yes, we're not, it's not going to be on our top 20 things of things to do. So, so then based on what you're saying, you know, obviously you know, when you're in your twenties and your thirties, you've got so much time and you may, it's easier to prioritize sex. So maybe you, know, you maybe when you're in your fifties, when time is just such restraint, would that be an answer on why you know, maybe the sex drive goes down at, at 50? I mean, there's there's multiple factors, right? Like, I, so you, you cannot overlook the hormonal aspect. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're outside of that. That's a whole yeah, other yeah. pod. <laughs> yeah, so when you're in your 20s and 30s, your hormones are at the, like their highest, essentially. So yes, like that is working in your favor. Once you hit your 50s and, and you're most likely in menopause, like your hormones are not working in your favor to fuel that sexual desire. Mm -hmm. That doesn't but I, mean. But I, but I can definitely relate to the fact that when it does, when the desire is there, it's like what the yeah. The bottom, like what this is yes. gonna derail me right now. I need to get this <laughs> yes. email campaign going. That's right. I love it. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Uh, but I also think that another thing that we really don't talk about is that we do not allow women in their 40s and 50s, even women in their like 30 late 30s who are moms to be sexual. So mm -hmm. sex, unless you are fertile and free and mobile and attractive, that's, it's fine. So that's basically women in their twenties and early thirties. Once you hit that, I'm not really fertile anymore, or I'm kind of like in the, the more mature woman state that is not as celebrated as being sexual. And so mm -hmm. women have internalized these messages for decades. Well, nobody sees me as sexual. I'm not desired anymore. I'm not desirable. So I might as well just go out to pasture and die. Like I'm, I don't need a, there's no reason for me to have a desire or to have a sexual desire. And so that's what I, I see happen is that this women disconnect from their bodies because it's a way of preserving their pride in a sense. Mm -hmm. Well, of course I don't have a sexual desire because I'm quote old. I'm in my fifties. I'm in my sixties. Like nobody wants me anymore. Yeah. One. Yeah, they do. Okay. But we just don't talk about it. We don't celebrate yeah. that. And so then we just assume that, well, nobody wants to see that. Ew, that's gross. Whatever. Conversations do get um, less frequent, like literally when you're in your 50s. What I've seen is obviously you have your circle of friends 
gets a little bit, actually gets tapered back quite significantly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you don't really have that, from my perspective anyway, you don't really have a lot of channels to talk about sex. And if you do, I I couldn't tell you, I couldn't know, I couldn't tell you what... whether it would be different or a lot of people expect you to just be satisfied. You're a grandma. You're, you're going to be a grandma soon. Or your, your kids are out of the empty nesters. And those are mm-hmm. the things that should bring you joy. And that should be where you find your purpose and your identity. And it's like, what, why can't I find my identity and being a hot ass woman? Okay. That I have a lot to offer, but no one's setting that trend. No one's talking about that. It's even I, I think it's more so now commonplace for women in their 30s and 40s for their friends to be having those conversations and be like, girl, you look great. You should go out and get mm-hmm. you. I don't see that <laughs> yes. happening as much with women in their 50s and 60s. But that doesn't mean that we can't start to change that and start to encourage those conversations to happen. No. And to your point, when we when we set up this particular podcast and I saw what we were going to essentially talk about, it, but it didn't bring me to my current state right now. It was like that girlfriend state back a few years ago. I'm like, damn, that was nice. <laughs> that was lovely, man. We would sit and chat about sex and this and that. And what happened? Why am I not talking about that right now? Right. Yes. No, I'm, the, the reason why, and I told you this um, before we started, is I told my husband last night, I was so excited to have this conversation. I get, I do a lot of podcasts and this was really one of the most exciting ones I've been like, or excited ones I've been excited for because my mom started dating uh, about a year or so ago and she's 63. And mm-hmm. this was a whole new world for her and seeing her go through like feeling no con, like nobody's going to want me. And I don't, I can't talk to my friends about sex. Like we, what are we going to talk? Like they're going to think I'm weird. And, and so walking with her through this path, because she's one of my best friends and I believe in her and I think she's amazing. And I want her to find somebody that treats her well and gives her pleasure and, and has an amazing experience. And so anytime I get to talk to women 50 and over, it is a joy to me because I think this is such an integral part of who we as women are. And that doesn't die just because we hit middle age. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So true. And uh, I'm looking as I'm looking at it now, have not thought about it in seven years to be quite honest until now. So I really appreciate this conversation and bringing this to the surface. Good. So so I was like you, I was very excited to, to fit. So one question, you know, for you is, uh, what advice would you give a woman over 50? You know, since you already have g- gone through it with mm-hmm. your mom, um, in navigating this complicated shift of sexuality and, and yeah. finding that passion again, what, what, what should be the first thing you know, a, a woman over 50 should? I would say to give herself permission to dream big. What do you want? Ask what does that mean? Give herself permission. You're going to orgasm tomorrow or something? No, no, no. Like, what do, what do you want? What, what, do you does, want? Okay. what do you want? Do you want uh, somebody that kisses you deeply? Do you want somebody that gives you back massages? Do you want somebody that just sits with you and listens? Do mm-hmm. you mind blown multiple orgasmic sessions? There is no right or wrong answer, but yeah. believe that you are deserving of whatever those desires are. Because I truly believe that every person has unique desires and they are there for a reason. Gotcha. Oh, very good advice. Very good advice. See, I still went back to the 90s. So I'm really glad you're here to ground me. Okay. And yes, it it's an individualized approach. So mm-hmm. each woman should define what that sexuality means to them. And, 100%. Uh, 
especially over 57. So thank you, Courtney. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, we are, um, one thing that I wanted to do is uh, give you an opportunity uh, to uh, speak to anything that you have going on. Okay. Um, offers that you have, or if you just want to highlight your book, that you got the floor. Oh, well, thank you. No. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity to serve your audience. Like I really am passionate about this. And so I love the opportunity to talk about this with anybody, but especially with women um, who are older. So yeah, I wrote a book. It's called Not Tonight, Honey, Why Women Actually Don't Want Sex and What We Can Do About It. It is just amazing. I love it. It is really, I wanted to create a work that felt accessible and understandable for people to understand where they're at and give them a, a guide of where they could go. And then in terms of current offerings, I, right now I'm in the process of finalizing what are called um, sexual empowerment weekends. So mm -hmm. where I get to, I get a small group of women together about six to eight, and we go through and create a sex life that feels good for you. So we tackle why you're not having the sex that you want and figure out a plan of how to get you there. And we do it in a supportive environment that's confidential and loving and fun. So those, um, I'm in Europe. And so those will start first in Europe and then next year they will roll out to the U.S. Uh, and then I also offer one-on-one -on -one intensives for women who are super motivated and want to do a weekend of work where they whip their sex life into shape. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Courtney. You're and so welcome. Thank, thank you for being my guest today. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about Courtney, I am going to have her links in the description. So please feel free to reach out um, to Courtney Boyer Coaching and learn about sex. I, for one, am going to get the book and I am going to share it in my very small circle of girlfriends. I think it's going to um, just, I'm excited. I'm excited just to open it up again and have more deep conversations about sexuality in our in 50s. It literally just brought me joy, in, you know, oh. to, to, to just kind of break the seal on this today. Yeah. And uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I thank you, thank you, thank you, Courtney, for you. just uh, opening my eyes. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> to Happy the to be here.